I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anan Zaki. Kia ora Anan, some good news for dairy farmers. Indeed, kia ora Charlotte. Uh, Fonterra says a strong first quarter has helped to strengthen its balance sheet and put it in a position to pursue fresh opportunities. As you may have heard in the news, the dairy cooperative has raised its forecast current season payout to farmers by 25 cents to $7.50 a kilo of milk solids, alongside an 85% increase in first quarter net profit. Chief Executive Miles Hurrell says improving prices seen in recent auctions and stronger demand, particularly from China, have, have helped lift its earnings and profits. We have you know, worked very hard as an organisation on our balance sheet we paid down debt, as we all know, uh, in the last uh, you know four or five years, and got us got our balance sheet in a very strong position. Uh, you know, to have have a tight balance sheet or or a balance sheet that's, that's really in control helps from a from a cost perspective, cost of funding, and those sort of things. But but more importantly, allows us to do things with with, with the capital we have. Uh, and and then, as I say, you know, getting money into farmers' pockets sooner through our advance rate—that's something that we're focused on. And it gives us optionality if we see opportunities come up. You know, and growth parts of our business to invest and so we're looking at some of those things as well. Miles Hurrell says renewed international shipping congestion is a concern for the whole industry but isn't a significant risk to the business as Fonterra holds a lot of product in its key markets. And you can hear more on Fonterra in the rural news after the news headlines. Living costs are expected to rise $70 a week for the average household next year as higher interest rates and prices keep the pressure on budgets. ASB says the forecast compares with a $115 in extra costs this year and would be the lowest price rise in four years. Senior economist Mark Smith says the size of the increase matches slowing inflation, but for many households next year will still be a stretch. Those, for example, who got onto the housing market you know, late 21, when the market was at its peak, fixed their mortgage at a very low rate, now rolling with a higher mortgage rate, they'll be paying well into the extra hundreds of dollars per week. You know, very, very tough for them. Those also that rely on consumer services will also be paying more, whereas households with very little debt, or not at all, and those that rely more on goods, you know, they're going to be facing a much easier picture going forward. ASB Senior Economist Mark Smith. The Tech Users Association says now is not the time to deregulate the country's fibre broadband services. The Commerce Commission, as the sector's regulator, is asking whether fibre broadband should be deregulated ahead of it doing a required price-setting review for the 2025-2028 to period. New Zealand's fibre networks are run by four regulated wholesalers, the dominant player being Chorus, along with Enable, North Power and Tuatahi. Tech Users Association Chief Executive Craig Young says because Chorus is a monopoly, now is not the time to deregulate. Chorus does still uh, maintain a significant market presence, um, even in areas where other parties have built. Uh, Chorus can build their fibre there as well, and they have in certain places. And in particular also, as they roll it out further into parts of rural New Zealand that they want to get out to, there's definitely a market issue there. Um, the other thing, of course, is that they've only just finished building the network, so we're really early in the process. And regulation was put in for a reason, and so it should be a very high bar to consider deregulation. That's Craig Young of the Tech Users Association. Well, as you may have heard earlier, the automotive giant Nissan's Australian and New Zealand operations have been hit by a cyber attack. 
The company says it's investigating the extent of the cyber attack and whether any personal information has been stolen. Nissan says it has notified the GCSB's Cyber Security Centre and Australian authorities. It says while the extent of the cyber attack is still under investigation, the company is encouraging customers to be vigilant across their accounts, including looking for any unusual or scam activities. Nissan says it's working to restore its systems as soon as possible and its steeler network is not affected. The ratings agency S&P Global says geopolitical factors continue to pose a risk to global oil prices despite recent falls. Oil prices have eased in recent weeks on concerns about demand and on uncertainty about future cuts by the OPEC plus cartel of oil producing countries. The benchmark Brent crude this week has been hovering around a five-month low of 74 US dollars a barrel. Dan Jurgen, vice chair of S&P Global, says factors like Venezuela's recent referendum claiming a part of neighbouring Guyana, two oil-rich countries, highlight geopolitical risks. But he says the US has helped steady the ship. The U.S. is now 13.2 million barrels a day, way ahead of Saudi Arabia, way ahead of Russia. I think that's brought an element of stability. And then you've had production growing in Brazil, Guyana, which we've just talked about, and Canada. So really OPEC plus, uh, we've seen what they've done on November 30th. They're, they're putting new cuts in place because basically there's more supply coming into the market than demand, even though demand is growing. That's S&P Global Vice Chair Dan Jurgen. Well, time now to check in on the financial markets, and we're joined by Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. Good afternoon, Harry. Uh, look, how are we looking locally? Good afternoon, Anand. So the New Zealand market's actually rallied back quite strongly today after being down around 33 points. So it's now up 7 points to 11,470. A couple of the names that you mentioned in the bulletin earlier course, so that's up $0.05 cents to $7.80 on the back of the ComCom, considering deregulating uh, fibre services. Uh, Fonterra shareholders fund, that is, that is up $0.02 cents to $3.01. Uh, some of the other big names there, EBOS is up, is down $0.30, cents, sorry, to $0.37.10. Fisher & Paykel is up $0.30 cents to $23.89. And main freight is down fifty cents to sixty nine fifty. Okay, how's it looking over in Australia? So the Aussie market has opened up down thirteen points to seven thousand one hundred and sixty six. Uh, big names there: ANZ Bank is down thirteen cents to twenty four fifty seven. BHP is up three cents to. CSL down 93 cents to 266.58 and zero is down 92 cents to $102.80. How's the dollar looking? So against the US, it's it's 61.38, so that's down from the highs earlier in the week. Against the Aussie, 93.70. Against the pound, uh, 48.86. Against the euro, 57 flat. And that leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold, of course, oil which we heard about earlier. Yeah, so Brent crude starting with that, that's at 74.28, so that's still hovering around, well, just over that $74 mark. Uh, Three-month bank bill is 5.67, 10-year government bond is 4.9, 
and gold is still down from the highs earlier in the week. So that is 2026.13. Thank you, Harry. That's Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth with our market update. And in other business news, a chain of hostels aimed at upmarket backpackers and budget-minded travellers is being expanded and given a makeover. The Haka House chain will operate 13 hostels and 11 mainly tourist centres. All up, they will operate about 1,800 beds. And we'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business. Kia ora.